0818-715-815. Hello, good afternoon, and you're very welcome to Live Line. It came up on Friday's programme when for 75 minutes we discussed a movie that was got an enormous uh, tax break off the Irish taxpayer and is doing very well, even though one um, listener described it as absolutely bonkers um, and the worst film he's ever seen. That, film, that movie was Cocaine Bear and uh, a lot of people said it's unbearably bad, but we had a load of people who worked on it, in fairness. And because uh, it was totally, completely, absolutely filmed here in uh, Ireland, even though it's set in the Blue Ridge Mountains of Kentucky or whatever. And then this issue came up that during the COVID pandemic, do you remember that? During the COVID pandemic, <coughs> excuse me, the British government were seriously considering culling every single pet cat in the UK. And uh, they believed that cats were transmitting um, the coronavirus. And the the question that was asked, it's one of the Matt Hancock leaked uh, WhatsApp in the crisis group. He was a government minister for health at the time in the UK. And he said, uh, in fact, there's an idea at the moment that we might have to ask the public to exterminate all the cats in Britain. Can you imagine what would have happened if uh, we had wanted to do that? Now, we did imagine it. One caller, Jane, on Friday said if, and I'm sure it would have, if the call had started in the UK and had come onto this island, well, it would have come onto the six counties in this island for a start, um, she would have barricaded herself in her house with her cat, Bogart, and she would not have given up her pussycat. And that's what she said. But in July 2020, at the height of the COVID crisis, cat owners were warned not to kiss their pets after a female Siamese cat became the first known animal in the UK to catch the disease. This is how close we came to mass extermination of cats. Um, and then uh, one professor of virology uh, at Glasgow University during the pandemic said, advise cat owners at the time to adver- observe very careful hygiene and not to kiss their cats, so to speak. Um, and just the, 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 the campaign against cats uh, was pretty strong. And yesterday, um, in the Irish Mail on Sunday, Claire Scott wrote that the HSE has been notifying, I haven't heard about this, but it's true, the HSE has been notifying vets around the country of an outbreak of Cornobacterium ulcerans in domestic cats, which produces a a diphtheria-like toxin and can be harmful, and in some cases fatal to humans. So humans who come into contact with infected animals may be at the risk of diphtheria, and at 5%, between 5 and 10% of humans infected with diphtheria die, believe it or not. Die. Okay, Mary Farrell. Mary, good afternoon. Hello, Joe. Yes. What, what would you do if um, the government decided we need to reduce the cat population drastically? Well, I think unless an animal is suffering unnecessary, it should put, an animal, a cat should be put down. A cat, a cat should not be put unless down. Unless a cat is suffering. Unless it's suffering, unless it's put down for its own good. But what about a call because they spread disease? Well, I didn't know about the... I know about the cat AIDS, but I didn't know about the other disease they have. I didn't know about that. What's the cat AIDS? Sorry, I didn't... I'm not aware of... Oh, cat, uh, I, I rescued 
Oh no, sorry. Two feral cats moved in with me on two different occasions. Two wild cats. Okay, yeah. And I had one for six years, and I, the other one only lasted a year. And the vet told I brought him up to the vet, okay. and the vet told me he cat head. So I put I had to put him down. And what what did the cat have? Cat aids. Cat aids. Yeah, there is some. Yeah, there's aids. Yeah. Okay. And are you a cat lover, Mary? Well, I'm not. I'm not I wouldn't be cruel to any animal. I wouldn't okay. turn any animal away. But I'm more. I'm into dogs more than cats. But I don't mind cats. I don't mind them. And did you know this was the other point that was raised on Friday? Irish cats kill four million birds a year. Birds. Oh, I know, I know cats hunt birds. I know they do. I didn't know that. Yeah, they kill four million birds yeah, a yeah. year. And in the UK, it's, it's in the tens of millions. Tens of millions. The first okay. cat... Yeah? Sorry, sorry, Joe. The first cat that came in to me, I think he was living on why I hold four letters. He was living on four-hoofed creatures, namely young rats. Because I had a terrible time with him because he was bringing in young rats and I had to kill them all off out of step. Anyway, I didn't put him out over that. I think he was living on, on wildlife before he moved in with me. OK. James Mee is in Maynooth. James, good afternoon. Joe at RT.ie, 5151 is the text. James, you say your cat doesn't kill any birds. No, Joe. Uh, we, Joe, we have a... Uh, we're a by the way, I'm a cat lover. Okay. And, uh, uh, and an animal lover, but a cat lover mainly. And we have a lovely cat here called Char- Charlie Alexander May. He's household and he goes out and he goes out to his uh, garden and all that and, and tips about. We have also blackboards that come to the house for blackberries and all. We have blackboards that come for getting fed. We have a high up yoke for feeding them. Well, I see, yeah, but the hang, cat, yeah, hang on. I see a call there for a caller saying. Um, she, her cat was killing two or three birds a day in her back garden and she got uh, a cat bib. Have you ever heard of that? A cat I bib. I didn't need, Joe. Yes, you did need, yeah. okay. Have you ever seen one? I haven't. No, Joe. I never, I've never seen it, but I heard of them, Joe. And what do but they the do? Is, what do they do? Well, it's supposed to contain the cat from, from uh, Eden. Yeah, it stops the cat. It's it apparently, the you cat put it around the, cat, the cat's neck. Yeah. It's like a bib, but it will stop the cat. It will stop the pounce in the cat. You know, when he pounces or pounces on a board, it stops the pounce and doesn't, pounce in the cat. doesn't interfere with Tibbles. It does, Joe. But, but the thing about it, I'm going to let you know a bit, just a quick bit of history. Okay. From ni- in the 1970s up until today's day, Joe, we had we had fourteen, fifteen cats around the house. All right. We and and they're all house how, how, around the house all the time. Okay. Right. But now it's it, it's the way you uh, you uh, have the animals and train the animals to way they, of eating and all that. And if you have the proper food and all that, feed the cats and train them. You will never have a bother with going after wildlife or going after uh, birds or. The thing that do contain, Joe, is rats and mice. You never see rats and mice around the place. But you see mm. all the blackboards and all coming. And they do come for feed. And my ma and me, Bridget Annie May, she feeds the boards and all there. And blackberries and all there for the wee blackboards. And there's never a problem with animals coming in. 
And you know, in Australia at the minute, there's a, a debate raging there about cats because domestic cats in Australia are estimated to have killed in a, in a year 230 million native Australian birds, reptiles and mammals each year. According to a new research that quantifies the pet's national toll on native animals for the first time. And researchers in Australia are saying peak cats should be kept indoors. Well, Joe, it, it, you sounds... see, the thing about it, the, the thing, Joe, about cats is you must, you must, when you get a cat, a wild, you could get a wild cat coming into the house. You train the cat and train him housebone and all that and train him to the way you want him trained that he doesn't. He doesn't go and run after every border. But if they do contain rats and mice, Joe, and they do do that. But but cats are a very lovable animal, a very well-trained animal when they're, when they're trained in the, right, in the right household. We have five next door as well, Joe, in a house next door. And, and they're all very well house-trained, and they never go after blackboards or whatever. But they do contain mice or rats. But, the way, but you must train them and feed them. And give them a, and feed them properly with their own cat food and that, Joe. Okay, okay. So you're in favour of cats. Um, where Kieran, Kieran Matthews and Sligo, Kieran. Yes. Um, well, what do you think of this argument that cats? Well, it's growing. That cats killed so many birds. Yeah, well, cats. Um, my view of cats is they're a necessary evil. I wouldn't have one in the house, mm-hmm. uh, unlike your your previous caller. I think they are filthy creatures. Anything that buries its own defecation and then walks across uh, worktops should be drowned on the spot. That's why they. Uh, that's why they should stay outside. Now, around me, they have. I'm in the middle of the country down here. Okay. And I have basically no mice or rats around. So <clears throat> I'm neutral on the subject of uh, okay. of, of uh, killing them all. You know. And do, do you are there any feral? So if there's no mice or rats, you're saying there are there is cats. Oh, these these are half feral. These okay. are into well, the yard, and I I just feed them in the oh, morning and the evening. That's it. Oh, you feed them? Well, just to keep. I don't give them an awful lot. I just feed them to keep them around the place. That's all. And you keep them around the place too. Get rid of rats keep, or mice. Yes, yeah, keep down the the rats and mice, but they do do a number on the boards. I know that. You well, I've, you've seen the figures. Well, you've you've read about the figures. Well, the figures seen, are seen, the figures I've are seen, phenomenal. I've seen birds around here and uh, dead, but not eaten. Yeah, but the cats kill birds to survive. Yeah, but, I know that's But what I mean. birds, they, they, but there's no circle of life there. Birds don't kill anything to survive. Worms. Worms, yeah, worms. <laughs> <as well. laughs> Sorry, yeah, no, but um, no, but like they keep down the the, the vermin and um, they will kill birds. That's why I said I'm neutral on the subject. Okay, you have a story about uh, New Zealand. Oh, Stevens, Stevens Island in New Zealand. Okay. Uh, the Stevens Island wren, it was um, discovered by a lighthouse keeper in the late 1800s. Okay. His cat brought one in. <laughs> so he said, I wonder is that a, a, new, a new species? So he packaged it up and sent it off to, um, I think it was National History Museum in London, who were very excited and sent back a letter to say that it was a new species and by the time it got back, the species was extinct. That's true. I was looking at it when I saw your call earlier. Um, yeah, the cat had, had done away with a lot of them. 
the cat the, it was called the Stevens Island uh, yeah. Ren Traversia Lilali as uh, is the Latin uh, name. Uh, its last yeah, refuge it was uh, once it was be it was a flightless bird uh, belonging to a uh, family of birds based in New Zealand. So it's the, the New Zealand yeah. Rens. And it was once found throughout New Zealand, but became the attention of scientists in 1894. And its last refuge was Stevens Island in Cook Strait. Often claimed, right. often claimed to be species driven extinct by a single creature, a lighthouse mm-hmm. keeper's cat named Tibbles. That's right. Tibbles yeah. killed the Rens and the Rens are gone. They're extinct. That's right, extinct. So Tibbles should have been dispatched. But um, you were talking about the, the British, the, the, the uh, British government uh, going to kill off the cats. Yeah, during COVID. If, if there would have been, there would have been uproar. I more, but if memory serves, I think I remember reading about the Black Death. Okay. The authorities killed off all the cats and dogs because they thought that they were carrying. Yes. The yes. Whereas yes, it was actually yeah. the rat. You know, so yeah. when you kill off these predators, there's a knock-on effect. You know, so mm-hmm. you have to be careful what you do, you know. Like, the, the, the you can't blame Tibbles for killing off the Stevens Island wren because it's in his nature, but the fellow who brought him on should have known better. The lighthouse keeper. Yeah, the lighthouse keeper. Okay, D- David Bersedek here on Day- Joe at RT.ie. David Bergen. David, you're... you're Joe, t- good afternoon to you. Just, I was shocked to hear what the British government intended to do. Yeah. I had two cats over... I've had them, one was 15 and a quarter and the other was 16 and a half when they had to be put down. I had tremendous difficulty getting a new cat. I rang numerous cat organisations. Mm-hmm. I even went up to the cats and dogs home. Somebody told me there than any amount of them. They had one ten-year-old cat, for which I and wouldn't ho- be able to get and hundred, insurance and hun- for. And, and hundreds of dogs. And hundreds of dogs, and dogs were plentiful. So. There was a lady called the Clondalk and uh, in a, a group of ladies in the Clondalk and uh, Animal Welfare Organization. Okay. I did get, I got a cat now, I have them today, six weeks, but no way. I would not let anybody touch my cats because these politicians are absolutely... No, but, uh, but come back, David. If during, if during the pandemic... Yes. We all lived through the pandemic, obviously. It did, indeed. Uh, uh, despite the fact that, uh, obviously, I'm, I'm, I'm not being tongue-in-cheek. I'm very conscious no, no. of the number of people who died. And you know, you know the two-mile limit, the county limit, the pubs closed, shops closed, building sites closed, factories closed, uh, checkpoints on every road. You had to prove you were, you were one of 20 professions, frontline or whatever. Exactly. Tell me so, about but it, anyway, But anyway... <laughs> If, if, and it's not beyond the bounds of possibility, because we now know, if the government decided, remember they, they killed all the mink in Denmark, yeah. if, if the government decided that every, the, every cat in the country had to be culled, what would you have done? What if... I would have I would have hidden the cats inside. I would have been very careful to let them out on the street. You know, I, I had two cats that followed me. I don't know why. I, I thought this was very unusual. But the cats used to follow me, and they'd wait, you know, for, for me to bring them for a walk each evening. 
<laughs> and I always went out late in the so evening the, so for the very reason because there was little or no traffic on the okay. road. At that. So, David, you would have hid your cat. I would have hid my cats in Except, as, in, in as much as I could, as far well, as I could. Yeah, that's what I mean. Remember the panic during the pandemic. I do indeed. I Please. do. But well, how can so, can? Uh, but this it's coronavirus was caused by the feces of ducks. And uh, well, okay, not really but I'm just scientists trying to make these feces okay, of but it, ducks but if, if they, and uh, yeah. bats more dangerous. Obviously, they're trying to but bring I'm in saying a sort if you, of germ warfare. You, David, if if the call of cats had started during the pandemic, this is a what if. Yes. You you would have you said you would have hid your cat. I but would do, have hidden my but cat. Hang on. Yes. Do your neighbours or relatives know that you have a cat? Oh, they do. They okay. do. The most of neighbours they, would know. They would have. They would have. They would have phoned the Garda Cat no, Confidential I, I Line and I, said, I, "David Bergen has a cat." Well, I, I don't. Especially I don't if people believed it was spreading. The, why put the, the poor cat? Why not go for some of the people, some of the politicians? No, no, no you see, that's that's not an argument. I'm I know, saying, I know, I know, Joe. I'm just. I'm saying, what, what would people, one one what would people, what would people have done to save their cat? I think people would have kept them in. People, people. I believe there would have been an uproar. I believe the DSPCA, uh, the, the, the US, the whole lot, island of Ireland, every every animal uh, lover would have been up in arms about it. And I tell you, the government, if they had introduced something like that and they culled the cats, they would be very surely out of office from the next election. Yeah, but... Yeah, but... Joe. Yeah, but yeah, who's Joe, that? Am uh, I still on, Kieran? Kieran, yeah, sorry, Kieran. Yeah, well, I, I don't, as I said, I don't have, I don't have much, much truck with cats, but I do have a dog. Okay. And if somebody came to kill my dog, they'd have some, they'd have some round their hands. So I can well understand why people who have cats or any other animal would do the same. You know. Yeah, but why don't like? It, 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 are, you, are you familiar with the number of birds that cats kill? Four, mil, four yes. million in Ireland. Four million, yeah. yeah. Now, and there is, I'm reading now, a, a book published in the USA called Cat Wars, The Devastating Consequences of the Cuddly Killer. They, yeah, but they Joe, call, how long? Like, how long has this been going? There's been cats here since, since the first people came. Yeah. And they've been multiplying. They, they get to every every animal gets to a stage where it's a, it's just a viable population, and it dies off. You know, and so Which you was. had to, you had fifty years ago, you had four million probably killed as well. Okay, stay there, Michelle. Michelle, Hi, good Joe. afternoon. Joe Dorothy, that are you? Many cats do you have, Michelle? Five. Okay, and where do they live? Well, um. They're mostly indoors. They do have outside houses, but mostly indoors. And I kind of tend to keep them in after dark for their own, you know, safety and okay. you know, safety of that they're not killing an awful lot of animals, you know, other animals. And would you contemplate, uh, what, what would go through your head when you read that during the pandemic uh, there was a plan in the UK to call every domestic, uh, feral, uh, but to call every feral and domestic cat in the UK? What would you have done? I would have hit them. I, I, I just wouldn't have put, gotten put down. You know, I, I just feel, you see, cats, the trouble is the population. See, all my cats are neutered or spayed. And I find okay. that a lot of people just treat cats like vermin. They don't bring them to the vet. They don't get them spayed or neutered. You know, that's why the population that's is out of control. 
Is the cat population out of control? I know it is. Out the countryside, it's out of control. Yeah, a, farm, a lot of farms have cats, you know, to kill yeah. vermin. But you see, once a cat, a cat can have a good couple of litters over the summer. So a lot of my cats had just strayed into me. And as soon as they were pregnant, I got their kittens rehomed when they were old enough. And then I brought them to the vet to either get spayed or neutered. And they're all vaccinated and they're looked after well. But a spade, but, but if you spay or neuter a cat, yeah. it doesn't kill, it doesn't kill, kills their ability to mate, but it doesn't kill their ability to pounce on, no, on a board. They get, they get very lazy and they just like to oh, sit do down. They, yeah. Most of the cats now just want to sit all, and sleep all day. They don't actually have no interest. One of them would kill some vermin, but and an odd bird, but not much. But most of them just want to sleep inside on a couch or on a on a cushion and that's what they do all day just to get fed they, do, they, they don't go so they just get very lazy I'm not presuming I'm, not, neutered, I'm not presuming Michelle is the reason you have them but what what joy do you get out of cats they're then? just lovely if I just, just, you I just look really, at them snoring all day <laughs> they're just really nice animals and they're really good you know company and they're just very cuddly and the kids love them and they're just I, I, and I they're just not like they're not loyal yeah. sorry they're not loyal, are they? Don't they? They actually are. Oh, people have this, loyal anyway. <laughs> they, people have this, uh, just you know, this misconception that cats are loyal. But mine would. They wait for me if it was coming back for a walk. They wait for me right at the the corner of the house, and they're just. I, yeah, I just feel people don't treat them the same as dogs. They just they just think cats are like vermin. That's you, what I find. You in say Ireland, of your, not, yeah. have, have you names on your cats? Yeah, I won't go into them all now. I, I do have names, yeah, but I, I'd rather not say okay, <laughs> on, on air. But yeah, so yeah you, just, want, you want should, to maintain their anonymity? Yeah. <laughs> okay. But they're lovely. Joe. All I'd say is they are very anonymity. nice animals. But oh, you have to do any of your five cats who shall remain nameless, do any of your five cats go after birds? One of them does. Now, he was the one I got off um, a vet. He had been dropped into a vet in, in town and... Uh, he would, he's really, he, he stays in every night. He sleeps up on top of cupboards, really high cupboards in the utility. But he would go after birds, like, which I, I don't like. I don't really, I don't like that when they kill yeah. birds, but he mostly kills mice. Okay. The odd bird, like, it's mainly mice he would get because he goes across to the wood and he would get mice. But it's, it's yeah, only but, the but odd bird not, Yeah, but those, the, 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 yeah. The, the mice in the woods are doing no harm. In fact, they're probably part of the, yeah, the, I w- the circle of life. Yeah, I would have taken off a few little mice from him. You know, I would have rescued some little field mice off him, but, you know, I, and hmm. stuff. But other than that... Okay, so you're saying if there was a, a call of cats ever proposed, you'd board the door, you'd lock yourself in. Well, your yeah, I don't think it's I don't think it's fair, really, to be honest. You know, I just think, and how common is this this new disease that they're saying with the? Well, this this it's called. Well, it is. It's, if you if you read about it, which it was, yes, mm. the Corona bacterium ulcerans, right? The HSC. This is yeah. this is this week. The HSE says approximately 65% of the Irish population over 30 may be vulnerable mm. to diphtheria due mm. to waning vaccination immunity. Yeah. Okay, I'd love to hear a vet's. I'd love to hear a vet's point of view of that because I don't know enough the about H- it. I'd love to get the H- if there was a vet on okay. the line that could explain it more okay. and how do you prevent it. Okay. Oh, 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 yeah. The HSE advises vets and their staff who suspect that the cat might have might have this corona bacterium mm. to wear personal uh, protective mm. equipment mm. Uh, when handling it. 
I don't know enough about it now. I okay. Would. Okay. Where's Eamon? Eamon. Yeah. Thanks, Thanks, Michelle. Joe. Thanks, Michelle. Oh, yeah, Eamon, Joe. Eamon, your point, please. Just, uh, I think cats are getting an unfair uh, rap. Uh, rap. Uh, I live in rural Ireland. Uh, um, I'd be a nature lover for the last over 50 years. And I, I've seen a huge uh, explosion of magpies. And they're doing untold damage to the bird life. They're raid nests in huge numbers. Um, uh, they would, they definitely would be taken out nests before they, the, the eggs are even, the, the eggs aren't even be hatched. So, um, so mag, magpies, you say, are out of control. Out of control, yeah. Gun clubs before the you know, years ago had a kind of a bounty on magpies, but it, so I don't hear of anyone having it now. And magpies raid nests in huge numbers. Um, yeah, yeah, there'd be huge problem in rural parts of Ireland now, and they don't seem to have any pressure to take them on. Um, I don't think they're native to Ireland. I think they were brought in. Well, you're um, saying magpies prey on smaller birds. Yeah, the nests. Okay, so so do do cats prey on magpies? No, they don't really. Why don't they? Your cats prey on every bird. Yeah, well, magpies are, are fairly agile boys. But I, I tell you, from what I know of them, they're, they're dreadful meat. Uh, it's, it doesn't seem to be um, very edible. But like uh, I, I think, um, you know, it's just the, the, the bird population is suffering massively because of, I mean, I don't know you come up with four million. Uh, I have a cat myself here. He's in the farm. I, I'm a farmer. Mm. He doesn't seem to be flat out killing birds and rats. You know, it's uh, rats and mice would be a bigger issue. And have you them. been have you been trying to kill magpies? Yeah, right. I took out. I got a trap from a friend of mine two years ago, and I took out sixty four magpies all year. And what and type of like, what type of trap do you get from magpie? Well, it's a it's a two way trap. You you get a magpie and you put another. You open the trap in and the, the other magpie will come in. And, um, you put a I mag mean, you put a magpie in the trap to attract your other yeah, magpies. Yeah, yeah. And how do you catch and, uh, your how do you catch your first magpie? Well, just uh, somebody gives uh, somebody else who has a trap would be uh, they give you a, a live one. So, so you need and right. what you put the live the live magpie kind of in a cage, is it? Yeah, yeah. And then the other, why does the other magpie go go after? Why does well, the other was, magpie go into the? Well, you you put in a bit of bait as well, maybe like something like a bit of. Meat what do you do? Like so you, the the sixty four magpies you caught were they alive yeah. when you? But, uh, well, some of them were no, not all of them. Like, but and what did you do? Uh, what did you do with the ones that were alive? Yeah, I got rid of them. Few mainly, uh, yeah, I got you dispatched them. them. I did, yeah. yeah. But like, um, it's just uh, you know, I I think cats get a bad price for you no know, rural parts of Ireland, and I don't think it's a problem. Maybe in towns. Where you've got to have a big concentration of houses and a lot of cats. Ireland is, is okay. You say, and I mean, you say you don't know where that number came from. A four million birds killed every year by. Ireland. I would be, yeah. Okay, would well, be stay, stay, stay with us, and we'll have the evidence after this break. Joe at RT.ie okay. five one double five one is the text number. Talk to Joe on oh eight one eight seven one five eight one five. Talk to Joe on 0818 715 And Joe at RT.ie, we're talking about cats and uh, the revelation from the HSE that they warned the Veterinary Council of Ireland this week that there is a, a cat uh, disease being spread by cats, uh, which can lead to diphtheria in humans, and between 5 and 10% of humans infected with diphtheria die. That's the... the um, 
the from the HSC. Uh, Marion Basto, Marion, good afternoon. Hello, Joe. Good afternoon. Do you have a cat? Not presently, no. I did have one for a few weeks, and I got him a lovely home because I have dogs and terriers, and uh, I don't particularly like cats. But uh, I love cats. I love all animals, wild and domesticated. And what do you think of this statistic that cats in Ireland kill four million birds a year? And did you think by calling them that's going to stop? Cats, a cat is a, is a wild, has been, is the wild animal in your garden. Even if he's domesticated and he sees something that's an easy prey, he'll pounce on it. For thousands of years, birds, cats are, are chasing birds and vermin. He eats mice as well. And as some other listeners said there about the magpies, look at all the little birds that the magpies take from the nest to feed their own young. But no, there's nothing about that. But there is a, there's a number of books now written on it from the scientific background, both yeah. in the States and Australia, saying that uh, cats need to be brought under control. There's too many of them. Well, I know there's a lot of wild cats around. Yeah. In fact, the last cat I had, and he's only homed a week ago, he came into um, the, filling, uh, the filling station up on Lakes Cross, up that way, somehow it's on sword, a truck. Yeah? Was, yeah. wasn't chipped but um, joined a pack of uh, feral cats out the back. Uh, and the, the person in the garage shop knew that there were feral cats out there. But cats will, um, cats will have kittens every eight weeks. Oh, Female wow. cats are serious? every eight weeks. And they can have up to six kittens at a time. So really the answer is, is neuter the females and castrate the males. But I mean, that's been done already. But I mean, there's so many of them that it's just hard to get control of it. Well, we already had one caller. I think it was uh, was it Michelle saying, or uh, yeah, that that feral cats are out of control in Ireland. Well, she's probably right there, because for the reason I just said, and at the rate they mate, and very and very few people, uh, compared to dog owners or dog lovers, very few people bring their cats to vets for vaccinations and whatever else you need. Well, to have I don't know. I, I don't know anything about that. But I, I mean, I. I live here in the state in Allahide. There's a few cats, but they're all extremely well-minded. And mine would, my cats, when I had them, when I moved out here first, I had eight cats. Mm-hmm. But I had to, I had to uh, split them up and keep five. But they were all castrated, neutered, vaccinated, vaccinated every year. I mean, there's a lot of responsible cat people. Okay, I take and that. I, and I'm one of them. Okay, the I, t- I take that point, Mary. Niall Hatch from Boardwatch Ireland. Niall, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Joe. How are you? Have you can you, uh, Eamon wants to know where we got the figure of four million yeah. birds a year uh, are killed by uh, Irish cats. Is is it true? Well, th- there's no way to verify that or to, to deny it. The, the fact is that statistics don't don't exist in Ireland. There's no central register for cats. There's no requirement of a license for cats. Um, so true. we don't have those numbers. But I'm, I'm not advocating that we should, by the way. I'm just saying we don't have that. So it's all, it's all very much based on guesswork. We do have some... Some scientific estimates that vary quite widely from from the UK. And okay. I've seen very widely ranging figures, ranging from I think it was twenty seven million up to four hundred million, which is a birds killed by cats here, which is an enormous, um, you know, uh, uh, sort of sample size, I suppose, or enormous range. Uh, so from that point of view, it's hard to be sure. However, I would, my, from my own observations, I would say that the estimate of four million killed by them in Ireland would be probably very much an underestimate. I would think wow. if you think that they're roughly, there's probably anywhere between. 
guesswork between half a million and let's say a million cats in Ireland, including pet between pet cats and, and, and feral cats. We in, don't in know how many cats there are in Ireland. No, not, not, not even a, not, not even a, a, a viable estimate for it. But let's say let's say there was roughly a million, okay. say, which I think I think is reasonable. And for for that for four million birds to be killed, that's saying each cat on average is only killing one bird every three months. That's that seems to be an underestimate to me. Sure, obviously, there's yeah. some there's some cats that uh, there's some cats that, that don't kill birds at all. Many indeed, but many cats make will kill a, a bird a day, and lots of feral cats will be their main source of food. So I think that what we can say is that it it stands to reason that cats are having a not insignificant effect on on wildlife. Um, however, um, mm-hmm. often that's can be can, can sort of I suppose hide away from the from the, the, the bigger issues. Um, cats can pose problems for birds, but the biggest killer of all it's um, it's habitat destruction. It's the intensification of farming. It's the ripping out of hedgerows during the breeding season. It's pollution. It's climate change. It's all of these things. And I know that one of your caller mentioned earlier that cats. Um, you know what, they've been around in Ireland for a long time, which is very true, and they must have been killing millions of birds for, for a long time. That's true, but the fact is, if you go back 50 or 100 or 200 years, our bird populations are in a much healthier state than they are today. Okay. So now they can have a disproportionate impact on them. There's been some discussion I was listening to there about magpies as well, so it's important, I think, to mm. correct a few misconceptions okay. about that. Please so do. magpies, first of all, they, they weren't brought in by humans. They are considered a native species here in oh, Ireland. Okay. Um, there's, there's some reports that they were seen flying in in the 1600s over the sea. However, a lot of the biological data from those days, it's very hard to go on. It wasn't accurately kept. So it would stand to reason that they've been here a long time because um, you know, they're, they're a common species in Britain and across the continent, and our native bird species have evolved to coexist with them. And indeed, of course, that's what birds do. Birds can expand their native range and still be native by, by flying in. But you know, our swallows are all in Africa at the moment. They're heading back to Ireland. They, they leave us all the time. Nobody questions that they're not native. We had other birds that colonized in the 19th century or 20th century. So more recently than magpies, perhaps, and yet they're, they're very much considered native well, birds. Well, what do you think? Eamon said he traps magpies. Yeah, a lot of people do, and in many cases it's extremely counterproductive because what tends to happen is if you remove a breeding pair of magpies from, from, from their territory, okay. what happens then is then, then the adolescent magpies and other magpies come in to move in. So the fact that he was 60-something he mentioned there, that suggests to me very much cleaning the, 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 the dominant birds out of the territory, allowing more magpies to come in. So it can actually be self-defeating. But having said that, I think we humans, we tend to judge wildlife and animals mm. too much by our own standards. People say, well, magpies kill small birds and eat eggs. Yeah, to a degree they do. They are preyed on themselves by birds like hooded crows and by buzzards, but most wildlife preys on other creatures. So yeah, okay. the blue tits and the robins they go out and they're killing butterflies and caterpillars, that's, that's what, you know, and they're killing worms, all of those things too. And we humans, we shouldn't be picking and choosing just because something's cuter than other, than other species or more desirable to us that it deserves to live and others don't. That's natural predator-prey relationships. One of the issues we have had in Ireland um, uh, is that we've had until recently very few birds of prey. A lot of listeners, I'm sure, would have yeah, seen okay. um, buzzers returning into Ireland. They, they prey on magpies and on crows, and they they help to control um, rats and mice and species like that as well. And I think that sometimes it's the breakdown of these ecosystems that, that has caused problems and cause, can cause cats to have a disproportionate effect. But just to reiterate, it's, it's far from the biggest problem that our wild birds okay, have. Okay, but are, are cats part of the predaceous circle, the circle of life? Well, of course... They, it, kill, it, they kill birds. Yes. And, and mice and, and other creatures as yeah. well. They're, they're doing what comes naturally to them, of course, but it's it's not a natural um, not a natural occurrence in Ireland. They're not a native a native okay. species to, to our country, so the birds don't have the same defences against them. But also, cats, in many senses, the natu- the rules of natural selection don't apply to them, um, because a lot of cats you know, they're still being fed at home. They're, they're not necessarily relying on these wild birds to to to, to feed on to stay alive. So it's not it's not a. But do they kill? Do they pounce on birds for the crack? Like. 
well, for, so I wouldn't say for the, for, for the for crack, the they will to hone their skills. It's their instinct to do it. Um, you know, yeah. So I think we, we shouldn't judge them by the same standards we, we would by humans, but they, do, they, they, they will do to hone their skills, absolutely. The other thing as well to point out, too, is not just the number of birds that are killed outright by the cats. Imagine it's the nesting season, and mum mm-hmm. or dad, Robin or Blackbird, are, are taken out by a cat. Well, that also dooms the, the eight or nine babies that they have back in yeah. the nest, who yeah. now won't be yeah. fed, won't oh, look exactly. after. So the exactly. repercussions are big. And are you aware of the... Well, but I don't know whether you read this... Uh, leaked then from the British government during the pandemic that there was a strong uh, a plan to actually call all the domestic cats in the UK if because they believed they were spreading COVID. How do you think that would have gone down? Well, uh, obviously, I'm, I'm representing Birdwatch Ireland. I'm not competent to talk about uh, human health matters and that. I mean, I, you know, no, no, I, I'm not I, talking I, about that. As someone, as someone involved in yeah. in birds and animals, like. That they they would as we're hearing from people from Friday saying they would have locked themselves in the house with them, barricaded themselves in the house with their cats. I, I've no doubt that people would absolutely It'd be a very emotive, emotive subject. It's not it's not something that anyone would want to see. Um, of, of course, um, uh, you know, if a government deemed that was necessary for the pre- pre- prevention of, of human deaths, that, that's that's a matter for another. Uh, you know, that, that, that's for someone more qualified and competent mm-hmm. than I to comment on. I'm, you know, I, I'm talking about wildlife conservation, and certainly just to reiterate from the point of view of of of, um, of wild birds. And in fact, even though cats do have an effect on wild birds, they're not the biggest problem they have. And just to reiterate, we, we were certainly not advocating a call. Oh, I know that. I know that. I know that. at all, not in a million years. But how come birds like gazelles or whatever, when they're they do develop uh, incredible speed to escape yeah. a predator such as a, yes. a lion or whatever? Why have birds not evolved to escape cats? Well, that, 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 that is a very, very good question. The reason for that is because they haven't been coexisting with cats for long enough. So the gazelles and, and, and the cheetahs and lions and predators like that, they evolved together over millions of years as sort of an evolutionary arms race where, uh, where one species preys on the other. So the, 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 ones, the, the slower ones are killed. The, the faster yeah. ones, they have the genes, oh, the genes okay. they pass on. Natural selection. It, that takes... That takes thousands or even millions of years um, in terms of in terms of birds and um, I mean many birds do escape from cats and some are more agile than others well we gave but birds wings we, birds, birds have birds. wings why don't they use them well but many many of them do and they also have tail feathers that attach quite easily so some people I'm sure have seen the situation where cat pounces birds tail feathers come off and flies away and, and regrows the tail so they do have some adaptations for this and they have had to deal with predators such as foxes um, but the fact of it is that it's 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 not a it's not a lack of intelligence or anything on the part of the birds. They just haven't they haven't evolved to deal with it. Just like we humans, if you put us in the middle of the sea, we haven't evolved a defence against sharks. It's exactly the same thing. We okay, had but to. you're saying that yeah. if you think the estimate of four million birds killed in Ireland every year by cats is probably, insofar as we know, probably an underestimate because there's is there's half a million dogs in Ireland yeah. apparently. We know that. Well, I presume that's an underestimate as well. There's half a million dogs. Well, dogs have to be licensed. We, the, the figure that people come up with about the number of cats in, in Ireland, feral and domestic, is one million. That's one estimate. I think it's, it's very yeah. hard to even be, to be precise in any way. But I think, I think, I think it's, it's no it way we can, that four million is an underestimate. Yeah. There's no way we can do one of those goldfish surveys. I, I, I think that's the name of them. Well, you take a sample area and work, a mixed sample area and work out the number of cats in that area and then extrapolate. 
that's that's certainly one one option. And I suppose if it was done by you know with proper statistical methods and survey methods and so on, it might be reasonably accurate. And then we'd have to account, of course, for the for the feral cats that are in the you know yeah. in the wild and which often slip under the radar. Um, but um, I think I think I think the main point to, to take from it, though, is that what we can be sure of it's 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 a not insignificant number of birds yeah, that are killed sure by kill yeah. my cats. Yeah. I think we can say that for sure. Not have you any pets? Uh, I don't. No, not not currently. I'm actually, I must admit, I'm, I'm very fond of cats and of yeah. dogs. I, I have no ill will at all. I think they're, they're wonderful creatures. I can see how they, they're wonderful companions, and so I am very fond of them. Um, I, I travel quite a bit, so I don't. I haven't. Uh, I know. I, would, I wouldn't really be able to accommodate a pet at the moment. But I uh, know. I'm very fond of pets. Absolutely. Okay. Okay. You're a mine of information, as always, Niall Hatcher, Boardwatch Ireland. Thanks, Niall. Joe at rte.ie. Talk to Joe on 0818-715-815. Talk to Joe on 0818-715-815. And Joe at RT.ie. By the way, on Thursday, the eve of our national holiday, St. Patrick's Day, we will be having a special uh, programme live from a uh, secret location. Uh, mainly, we're not going to name the location because we can't fit a big crowd in but we'd love to but we can't it's in uh, North Dublin and we're going to feature a slew of the best Irish Shanachie the Shanachies uh, in Ireland telling stories um, it's the type of programme I think you should be able to if you can if you're off on Thursday maybe people are on Thursday afternoon sit down and enjoy um, because I've been reading some of the stories over the weekend and obviously they take off when they're they're performed in real life, but they're absolutely fascinating insights into different parts of Irish culture and it was a great tradition going back to uh, Eamon Keane here in, in uh, the RT radio, just a wonderful tradition of storytelling. Uh, so Shanna Key, uh, Thursday here on uh, Liveland. Bernard Kilrain, Bernard. Yeah, good afternoon, Joe. What's the Thanks problem? The What's the problem for St. Patrick's Day? Well, I, I don't uh, have any problem. I, I hope everyone have a great time and enjoy yeah, themselves. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to it myself. But uh, this uh, term that is used now, more by uh, younger people and uh, probably without thinking, uh, they refer to uh, St. Paddy's Day or uh, the weekend as Paddy's Day or Paddy's ah, Weekend. Ah, we can't have that. Uh, well, I think it, it shows an awful lot lack of respect for our patron saint. Now, whether you're religious or not, I think we have to have some respect for ourselves and where we come from and uh, sort of um, our traditions. And, uh, you know, when, when, uh, in recent years, it seems that this is becoming more and more common, this phrase, uh, Paddy's Day or uh, you know, Paddy's Weekend. And it's just seemed to be a, a, a sort of a, a signal for a big uh, party piss-up and, and drunkenness on, on our street. And it showed that actually on, on uh, over mm-hmm. the years recently, all the fighting and, and uh, you know, disrespect for people uh, on the street, etc. And uh, I think we were better than that. We don't need that. I think, uh, you know, we, we shouldn't uh, drop our standards and, and uh, celebrate by all means, have a good time. Uh, but like, don't just uh, you know reduce it to this uh, uh, level of drunkenness and, and, and disrespect. Yeah, but you, you have know, two, you have two chances in turning back the tide, Bernard. Oh no, I, I don't think so. It depends on people. Like I, I have uh, mentioned that to a number of people, well, maybe a bit older, uh, more to be said, and, and they are appalled at this phrase. You know, they really are, and, and they, you know they're, they're probably the silent majority who just says nothing and. and mm. uh, 
just say, throw up their hands and, and say, well, there's nothing we can do. But I, I think there is. I think people should be mere, more aware of uh, who we are and, and where we're going. And uh, they're all right having the, the Oscars and all the glitz and all that. But at the same time, um, if you don't respect the, the harp uh, as a, a har- uh, an, em- uh, an emblem of... Uh, a national emblem rather than a Guinness uh, thing, then, then I think we're on a loser, all right. But, okay, will, uh, you, will you go to a parade? At the, on, on I, I will. Uh, there's a local uh, parade there in Trim where I'm not that far. I'll go there and my grandchildren, uh, some of them will be playing music there and uh, they take a part in the parade. So I'm looking forward to that. And do you mind, and, uh, I, I don't know what religious persuasion you are, if any, but if you were a Catholic, would you go to Mass on St. Patrick's Day? Uh, I, I normally would go to Mass on St. Patrick's Day. Yeah, I didn't go for the last couple of years with the COVID. But yeah, no, no I wouldn't be <laughs> very uh, mm-hmm. strong observant of, of uh, Sunday Mass. But I, I try to go now and again just to uh, keep my hand in, uh, maybe keep uh, paying the premiums, you know. But um, I, I'm not, uh, I, I don't mind people, whether they have religion or not. And I was just mm-hmm. saying that they... Uh, like the people talk about sectarianism and that, but like in Protestant religions, uh, celebrate St. Patrick as we do. And um, I was just uh, thinking that um, even if it sticks in someone's craw to mention the word saint, I mean, Patrick's Day, it, it sounds an awful lot better than Paddy's Day, you know? And uh, yeah, I think it, it means yeah, something. Yeah, but Paddy's Day hasn't broken into... It hasn't... Um I don't see it in ads or anything like that in fairness, uh, do I? Maybe not. I have heard it on uh, promoting uh, different festivals on that Paddy's Day. Yeah, I have uh, heard of that. That was it last year or something like that. I heard it on, on the radio. I must say, like, I, I have to commend you and, and a lot of your broadcast uh, colleagues there, Des Cahill, etc. Always referred to it mm. with uh, respect and dignity and, and uh, St. Patrick's Day. But uh, not everyone does that, and uh, like some in the media as well. And uh, like maybe a little bit of thought, maybe that, uh, you know, we have to just don't throw out everything uh, of the the old traditions and just Mm -hmm. say we we, we mightn't be left with an awful loss if we keep doing that. Uh, I'm a bit uh, fairly encouraged by uh, the new Irish, like Romanians and and Polish and all. Mm -hmm. You you go to a parade tomorrow and the the people who are displaying their ribbons and their shamrock and uh, the the Ukrainians and the um, uh, Polish, Romanian uh, and a lot of the Eastern European and some African, and they're displaying the the ribbons and the colours and bringing their children along and having a great time. And that's what it used to be like uh, in Ireland. And uh, unfortunately, uh, that has changed. And I think we're letting ourselves down, you know? Okay, that's 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 a, a, a fair point. Um, are, there, are the parades around, especially small towns, are they still as traditional as ever with the local companies and the fire brigade and the uh, civil defence? Yeah, and it's uh, not as much... Uh, just, there would be some, all right, but uh, I remember all, like, when I was a youngster, there, there would be anyone with a bit of a, a truck or something like selling coal that would be parading up and down. You know, that's uh, mm. probably it's gone a bit uh, different now. But, uh, yeah, there would be some uh, element of that, all right. But there'd be more uh, sort of pageant uh, stuff, you know. But uh, I, I don't mind not uh, dictate. I don't mind what people... Uh, how they do it, but uh, as long as we show respect, you know, and and, uh, and I just uh, even there uh, for the last year, I was uh, listening to a, ra- a program on on radio mm. there where uh, this uh, 
uh, what she, she was a commander. She just got command of a brand new ship in the Irish Navy, okay. and uh, she was saying like uh, that this uh, her, this was the first time that an Irish uh, a, a woman had got command of, of a, a naval ship, and she sailed into New York. And uh, I, I thought this is great. And then she said, "We we arrived on Saint, uh, we arrived on Paddy's Day," and I thought, "Oh Jesus, like you know, uh, you know, there's somebody mm. who's supposed to be uh, showing the flag and the harp and and having." Okay, uh, I must I must look that up. Stay there, Bernard. Uh, Helena Ryan, Helena, you agree with Bernard? I do, Joe. Hello, how are you keeping in height, Bernard? There. Yeah, I, I I I agree with Bernard. Um, I'm actually involved with the, the reason I contacted or sent in the text, I'm involved with the American Paint Horse Association. Now, they're the second largest equine breed association in the world, and they're based out of Fort Worth in Texas. The American, I, the American what? Paint Horse. Paint? Do you, P-A, P-A, as in painting in, and decorating. Exactly. They're, they're so-called because it looked like someone dipped a brush in white paint and painted the horse. Um, okay. if you re- do you remember the film Hidalgo? No, you have me there, I know. It was a movie uh, there a few years ago about the uh, what a Mustang. So they're basically the coloured horses that you would see in any of the westerns. Um, okay. But anyway, if you Google APHA.com, okay. you'll find them. But mm. they, anyway, they're the second largest breed association and they're based in Fort Worth in Texas. Yes. And I am um, a state director for Ireland, and I now represent West, Western Europe with the, with the okay. APHA. And they, I was only having a conversation, an email conversation with them today. Well, I emailed them. They'll be up in a while. They're six hours behind. But just asking them um, to not use the slang words, that it is offensive to the people who are really into mm-hmm. St. Patrick and the tradition and the religion side of it. And they, they even really appreciate, and they're going to use the proper terminology because they even believe and show and respect to the different cultures and the different religions. And I just thought it was so funny when I was sending the email that Bernard came on the, the radio literally okay. at the same time saying he was having an issue with it here. And I'm kind of thinking to myself, yeah, well, if Alina, they can respect what, what, it in what, what, Texas, why not here? Sure, half the country is called Paddy. Like what's, what's wrong with the word Paddy? Not, nothing whatsoever if the person wants to be called Paddy. But it's... St. Patrick's Day, it's the men who we believe, or at least we're led to believe in mm-hmm. our stories, brought Christianity and saved the Irish. And I just think it's really nice to show respect. I've nothing wrong with Paddy. I've an Uncle Paddy in England. I mean, I know people called Pat, Patrick. But I think what's really funny is when they start in America calling it St. Patty. And oh, Patty being the slang from, for yeah. Patricia. Yeah, I mean, I, I say to them, you do know that's the female derivative, so you're offside completely there. Um, but I agree with Bernard. I just see, why, what, where's the harm in giving it its full title and showing the respect? And I presume and, if, um, if you saw somebody which is, you saw somebody saying Xmas, you'd have a cardiac. No, I, would, I wouldn't yeah, no, have a cardiac, but I would actually say, no, it's not Xmas, it's yeah, Christmas. Exactly. Well, to yeah, replace I, the word I, Christ with X is an insult. But uh, Helena, have, have you got any of these paint horses? I do, I do, Joe. I have uh, two paint horses. One's actually a four-year-old stallion and I have a 15-year-old game. They're like, well. they're, they're, they're what we would know as cowboys horses. Uh, do you know, be- they... They actually look, some of their patterns look like the piebald ponies we'd have here yeah. in Ireland and, and the, the colour patterns. Now, they're a totally so different So they're white, white and black and... They'd be any, whatever the normal colour would be and in white 
patches all over them. And the white is like paint. That's why they're called paint horses. Exactly. The name, the name comes from the but fact that you, excess but, white goes on them. Well, uh, as you probably know, well, you might not know, on Friday we were talking about the use of animals in in um, movies and I was reading another book at the weekend about the use of animals in movies. Do you know that when they made Ben Hoare, something like 150 horses were killed in the making I, I w- of Ben Hoare? This is the original Ben Hoare? Yes. Yeah, I would believe it. I mean, to be honest, the... And they use... <laughs> and when you were making cowboy movies, now brace yourself for this, Selena, because oh, it I is thought, I know what you're going to say, Joe, but the, the invisible rope on the leg. Yeah, and, the, and, the, and then they had wires for horses yes. to trip. Trip, yeah. And invariably, well, I mean, and invariably the horses would have to be put down. So that's, that's where all this humane, we were talking about on Friday, this humane thing. And now they, they introduced uh, a, a Patsy Award for animals the American Humane Association, as a result of all this killing of the animals. And the Patsy Award is the picture animal top star of the year. Now, we know Jenny, the donkey, should have walked away with that last night in LA, but but she didn't. So there is is a a big interest in the humane treatment of animals. There is a big interest, but there's also another side. Around the same time that they were using those or that apparatus to make a a, a very dramatic fall of the the cowboy and the black hat falling. John, yeah, but the other side of Din is there were kind people at the same time because John Wayne used the very same, I've forgotten the horse's name, but he actually used the very same horse in all his movies over the period of time that the horse was fit enough to be ridden. Um, The, the, Buckskin or the biscuity coloured horse from mm-hmm. from the movie or the program series or oh, with character was it Ponderosa the, the program with the head the Ponderosa ranch in it the chap that yeah, had that the horse in that okay um, he actually bought the horse and subsequently donated it to a disability company or an okay. organisation that worked with veterans. But like that kind of treatment, Joe, you're talking about 1950s, 1960s okay, Hollywood. Okay, yeah. Times have come on an awful lot. And one of the, one of, I'd love to know anyone who worked on it, apparently when they made Far and Away in Ireland, one scene, I think it was primarily made in Kerry, this is with Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman. Do you remember it? Far and Away? I it was never far forget and, it was, the bad Irish accents. Yeah, yes. it was Far and Away, the worst movie ever made. Now. But anyway, well, <laughs> Cocaine Bear might be up there at this stage from what we heard on Friday. But uh, Far and Away featured a scene with, which comprised of 1,000 horses in one scene. I don't remember it. No, neither do I, but I just looked to know. It could, have been, it could have been the scene where they were making the mad dash for the, to, okay. to, to stake the property. It is possible. I mean, it's a huge industry in Ireland and, and all around the world, but it's done very humanely now because I, I, I read the articles about it. I mean, the same as they, they throw fake punches now or whatever. Mm. It's, it's a different world now, you know. Um, but coming back to the original anyway, I'm just really delighted that a massive organisation who have, you know, based in America are showing the respect for our patriotism. Okay, that's where we start. When we, okay. And when we can't do it ourselves. So you chastised them and you said to them, it's called it St. Patrick's Day. Well, I didn't chastise well, because you, I, I didn't need to get too forceful. To, okay. I just said, by the way, do you know? And they said, look, thanks a million for correcting us because we just don't know over here. Okay, okay. And the paint, the American paint horse is called a paint horse here in Ireland as well. Correct. Um, okay. There's no club at the moment, but, but there are breeders in Ireland, and I do it myself, and it's huge in Europe. Um, I travel over and back to the European Paint Championships in Bavaria every August. 
So it's a, it's a, it's and a are very they good, big... Are they racing horses? Are they hunting horses? Are they jumping horses? Are they... Do you know, do you know Joe, they're capable horses. of doing, they're capable of doing anything. Okay. Um, they do, they do race because they are, are, they are based on the American quarter horse or they'd be similar. So they're the fastest horse owned the world over a quarter of a mile. So they are fast for a fast burst of speed. Um, I like the showing side of it. I like when I get a chance to work in cattle with them, which is what they're bred to do. They're stock horses. It's um, it's very interesting. They're very athletic, but very quiet in their mind. Are they placid? So they're very yeah. logical. Okay. okay, yeah. Very lovable. Like the cats, Joe. <laughs> because what else was I, uh, was Henry Fonda. Remember Henry Fonda? I do. In 1939, he was in a movie the the movie the one of the many movies but the movie of Jesse James okay right. and what they actually did in that movie it was 1939 what they actually did in that movie they wanted a horse to jump off a cliff okay this is true they wanted a horse to jump off the cliff cliff so what they did was they got this massive amount of tarpaulin they put grease on it okay the stuntman rode the horse onto the grease, supposed to be Jesse James or whatever, uh, or uh, Henry Fond. He rode the horse onto the grease. The horse obviously slipped and went over the cliff. And they expected that horse. Now, the horse broke his back and had to be killed, had to be put down. But that's how cruel they were to animals back in the day. Oh, well, I, I mean... Obviously, it's long before our time, Joe, but yes, and you're talking back in the day, as I say, thankfully, we know better now and we don't do these things and mm -hmm. we've computer-generated imaging and everything. We don't need to do it no more than we'd want to do it. I mean, everything in life, down to medical research, in history, it was not nice, but we know better yeah. now. And we're better, much better off today than we, we are, were, of course. Uh, that our parents were, in every sense of the word. Okay, Helena, good evening, Maha. Good, uh, Bernard Corrain. Thanks indeed, Bernard. Uh, Joe... Joe, thanks indeed. Joe at rt.ie 51551 text. By the way, the Shanaki I was thinking about was obviously Eamon Kelly. By the way, if you think you are a budding Shanaki, why not uh, either bang us in a, a story on our, our voice, uh, our WhatsApp voice voice message 087-184-3709. Just give us two minutes if you're an up-and-coming Shanaki or you want to try it. Uh, send our, our email us and we'll get on to you. 087-184-3709. That's for Thursday's programme. Talk to Joe on 0818-715-815. Talk to Joe on 0818 715 815. Okay. Um, Martin is in Germany. Martin. St. Joe, Patrick's Day. How are you keeping? Grand. Paddy's Day and St. Patrick's Day. How do we get here? Go ahead. Tell us, Martin. Well, I'd, I'd, I'd go with Patrick's Day, Joe. I think you should give it the full title. Um, okay. But, um, but does it does it matter yeah. a differ a Twitter? Does this make a Twitter a difference? To be honest, it probably doesn't, Joe, to be honest. Um, but I think, uh, yeah, I think you should give it, you know, give it a full title. I think we're in Ireland, we're the only people that call it Paddy's Day. Um, because over here it's called Patrick's Day. Okay, now tell me, um, over here is Germany. Uh, yeah. And what, you, what happens on Friday in Germany? Um, the, well, Berlin will probably, will have a parade. Um, oh, do they? Okay. But it'll be a very small parade, but it's not a bank holiday. Um, I was enough. What, what will you take it off? Uh, I do. Lucky enough, I have to have the day off. I have a um, have the Friday, Saturday, Sunday off. So 
I'll, um, yeah, I'll take it off. You hold and relax. Well, they say St. Patrick's Day is the is the only national uh, holiday. To, sorry, is the most celebrated and marked national holiday in the world because it's celebrated in so many countries where it is not a national holiday, i.e., New the States. Uh, you look at all the Irish ministers and junior ministers flying off all around the place to such exotic places as Glasgow and Manchester and Beijing and Montreal and Savannah. Um, so we we have that that plus that it is celebrated in more countries in the world than any other national holiday. But you're saying it's low key in Germany. Um, I, I, where I am, Joe, I'm in I'm in quite a, like I have my I have my Bunton's Hill, I have my Irish Bunton's Hill, and uh, everybody around here knows that it's St Patrick's Day coming up. But um, in in Berlin, it would be yeah, it would be yeah, it'd be popular and um, in my job. Um, People, you know, they do go out their way to buy, they'll, they'll buy cakes with this shamrock on it, and they, they do, they do celebrate it here, but it's, it's, it's not as big as Ireland. And do they? I don't know whether you saw the Oscars last night, but Jimmy, Jimmy Kimmel said, you know, once and Saturday Night Live, a lot of programs have done a this skit on the Irish. It was a drinking Irish, and Jimmy Kimmel said last night. Uh, we five, we've we've actors from every from the four corners of Dublin here tonight, and at some stage we might have five Irish actors on the on the stage at one time. So the chances of a fight breaking out have gone up exponentially. He didn't use the word exponentially. Um, that's my word. Yeah, uh, I didn't. I so didn't so so, so we're, we're portrayed as the the fight and drink in Irish. Uh, yeah, no, not no. I know it's goof. But it's it's I just suppose it's probably tongue in cheek. But here, uh, Joe, it, uh, they're, you know, the Irish are considered, um, you know, we're, gonna, we're considered good, hard working, and, and you know, we, we are light here. Mm-hmm. We are light here. Like I'd, they've been very generous when I came here first. Like I I didn't have a blade of German or things like that, but they they do help you along the way, and they're, they're, um, they're delighted to have you. Do you know there's um there's at least twenty one Irish pubs in Berlin? Did you know that? Is that <laughs> It's not, I've not been in all of them, Joe, unfortunately. The Blarney, maybe, the maybe GPO. The Blarney, the <laughs> GPO, Finnegan's, the Happy Pig, the Celtic Pub, the Loch Ness, the Molly Malone, the Kilkenny, the McLaren's, the Morphy's Irish Pub, uh, another just called Irish Pub, Tipperary, Sponholtz Bar, the Double Inn, the Lear Inn, the Cliffs of Dunneen, Finest, the Irish Pub, Shamrock Pub, Offside Pub and Whiskey Bar, Celtic Cottage and Morphy's Irish Pub. Uh, Joe, it's unbelievable. You see the Morphy's Irish pub? I, I know They're that They're everywhere. Eh? Even oh, did you? Okay. I've been, yeah, because of Ireland. Okay, stay with us. Back after I have to get this break done. Joe at rt.ie. Talk to Joe on 0818 715 815. Joe Duffy! Talk to Joe on 0818 715 815. Uh, Martin, as far as I can see, Berlin has the highest number of Irish... Oh, sorry, the largest, not the highest. The largest number of Irish pubs per head of population than any other city. <laughs> Paris doesn't even come close, which has a lot of Irish pubs. So you're doing well. What do you work at in real life, Martin? Uh, I'm a physiotherapist in, oh, uh, in Potsdam. Oh, yeah. Just so good. It just says I Berlin. Okay, enjoy St. Patrick's Day. Don't call it Paddy's Day. Oh, jeez. My life wouldn't be worth <laughs> oh. living. Okay, where's Marion Fitzgibbon? Marion, the cat population. Oh, Many... I'm still here. I'm still here waiting for you, Joe. Oh. I've only one minute, yeah? No, keep an eye. You've seen your four minutes. Go ahead, Marion. <laughs> 
I think I spoke to you a long time before about these cats. Uh, there's no cat regulation in Ireland. There's no cat legislation. There's nobody regulating all these wild feral cats that are out there breeding. We don't even know, know how many cats are in Ireland. Nobody has any idea there's because they're not considered. The cats have gone to the dogs because a half a they're million... Gone to, well, they're, worse, they're, they're more than gone to the dogs. They're gone wild, the wild cats. But the thing is, there's small groups working like us all around the country um, to try and neuter uh, these cats. But we, if the answer is trap, neuter, release. Trap them, bring them in, get the healthy cats uh, neutered and released back in. You don't want to kill all the cats off, as they pointed out. And there many cats... There's many cats out there. And... Um, Control it. There has to be control. Well, how many how many cats did you take in last year? Last summer, just kittens, newborn kittens, abandoned. Six kittens here left in a plastic bag. Eight kittens under a tree. Oh. Five kittens in a box. Eight. And as you say, they're breeding, breeding, breeding. You see, right through the summer, and there's no end. We took in over 130 newborn kittens, tiny, tiny, you know, really young kittens with no mothers, most of them. And, so um, is it is it a what how who pays to have them all spayed or well, vaccinated? Well, we, we are a Limerick Animal Welfare. We do get funding, but it's never enough. And we do get wonderful people that do donate for cats. Cats are loved, Joe. They're cherished. Are they, they out are of companions? Are, are they're cat, loyal. Are, are cat numbers out of control in Ireland? You said they're not loyal. They are, Joe. Okay. Are they are, are cat numbers out of control? They are totally or out of control, and it's expensive to spay and neuter them. There's no huge funding for feral cats, and it's a, it's a huge need. And, you know, I'm, I don't know anything about this diphtheria scare, but I think from what I can see, it's it's very, it's, it's just very, very, one or two cats had it in Germany or someplace. I don't know. Uh, okay, stay there, Marion. John Leach, John, chairman of the Irish Red Grouse Conservation Society. You say ground nesting birds are becoming extinct. Is this because of cats? Uh, definitely, they're huge contributors, I'm afraid, Joe. They really oh, wow. are very bad news to us, yeah. So at this time of the year, when the birds are breeding, uh, the, 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 the ground-nesting birds are the ones that are greatest at risk, and that's how the, the cats can get at them. Now, they also do the hedges as well, because they're good climbers. But, I mean, the birds that are, are almost extinct, like the corncrake, the curlew, there's only 200, I'd say 100 breeding pairs left wow. in Ireland. Golden plover, green plover, woodcock, snipe. Merlin, hen harriers, meadow pipits, wind chats, twites, and skylarks. They're all ground nesting birds. And so during the spring, if we don't go and kill the cats when, when we trap them, well, then I'm afraid they, 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 they kill the birds. And we'll end, up, we'll end up for our grandchildren or our great grandchildren not having these birds. In our lifetime, we're likely, we're likely to lose the corn crate and the curlew at the rate we're going. Because of the cats. Yeah, well, yeah, well, cats are you know, huge contributors to it. Yeah. Uh, a lot of our members now would say that they are far more, they're worse than foxes. Uh, fox, yeah, it's true. Uh, and even, even if you spay well. a cat, it, it doesn't lose its ability to pounce and go after birds. It's not a problem. Unfortunately, and that's why there's no point in doing it, and that's why we dispatch them humanely. And is that, are you, are you allowed to do that, John? Yes. Under yeah, the Wildlife yeah. Act? Uh, yeah. yeah, well, uh, otherwise we're going to lose these birds, so we, we've no yeah. choice. What do you think of that, Marion? Marion, we want to have these for our children and our grandchildren, we are, we we are all it. working. We are working to reduce the number of birds. But you should be putting down the cats, you catch. You should. Well, the thing is, if if we take in all these cats and we stop them breeding, we have to win the battle. But it has to be in a large campaign and all over Ireland. But if we cut down the number of breeding cats and they're all sterilised... Well, what about culling? And, and what cats? about culling cats? 
well, it's the, the humane way to do it is trap, neuter, release. And you will see a yeah, huge but wait, wait, reduction but you release in the, the number still, of cats. They still go after the corn crake, which, according to John, is one of the significant number of birds I know, but if, that if might if be neuter, extinct. If I spay all these and neuter all these tomcats, there won't be half as many of them out there doing what they're doing, you see? Okay, do but you think Mary, uh, uh, John Marion thinks the numbers, the cat numbers, are out of control? Do you agree? Oh yeah, one hundred percent, absolutely. Okay, okay, and, uh, okay. Particularly Joe, in our lifetime, you can see there's a huge. Um, uh, I don't know uh, okay. whether it's that we just don't look after cats so well or whatever, but that's, uh, you see them all over the country. You know, okay, when you're driving okay, at night, okay. You see well, them, like, there's, there's a cat the lover, and then obviously you're a bird lover, and. Uh, the chairman of the Irish Red Grouse, Conserv- Red Grouse Conservation Trust, but both of you agreeing that the cat numbers are out of control and nobody cares. Nobody even knows the numbers. Back tomorrow, one forty-five. Fergus Sweeney, produce Ray Darcy's next. 0818-715-815 stays open until 3.15pm or email joe at rte.ie.